Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, episode 110. My name is Taylor Allen. I am sitting here with two beautiful boys, Corey, Andy. Hello, how are you guys doing? God, we've done this 110 times. A just, lot of times. Just this. Just this. Just, just this, this one. This, this, this iteration one of this. <laughs> just this one only. Times. <laughs> Corey, what's up? Oh, feel like I, I haven't mean, talked to you in a million years. Oh, it's been forever. It's, yeah. it's constant. It's just with me uh, being away for basically half the year uh, doing my other job. It's it's finally nice to actually be home and be able to actually book a time. Like yeah. me and Andy got a, a, a bonus episode finally done. Like it's just nice to be able to sit down and get stuff done. Yeah, so. I uh, I recently started a new job as well. Uh, which has been nice, but also there's been a lot of heavy lifting. It's a company of like 12 people. Um, and so it's kind of hard to like hide in the background and just like quietly get my work done. So that's been a lot. It's cooled down a little bit, but um, it's nice to kind of like get back into the groove of things. Um, this show is going to be a little bit different uh, going forward here. Um, first... Steve is probably not going to be on quite as often um, because we have a new show. Andy, tell him about the new show. Right. So we love indie games and Steven loves giving stupid names to things. So we have a new podcast <laughs> called Indies Nuts Podcast. Which is like, I think he was just fucking with Canva one day and was like, oh, this could be cute. <laughs> And, you know, we love indies as it is. Like, they're always on our main show, the Dual Screens Podcast. So I feel like having a whole show just focused on the indies we're playing and indie news, it seemed like a logical step for us. And that's, like, our core strength. Because I, I, like, I like playing weird shit anyway that's not mainstream and more indie central. So that that exists. So yeah. subscribe to that. It's on our feed. It was the, uh, it was what Faction Wars it, it was, was the faction the wars it was Indeed. born from the ashes of faction wars yeah. so it died uh, yeah nuts. i feel like i need i need to address this by the way because i was like balls deep in uh in new world for a very you long do. time uh steam says over 1350 hours played of new oh world my God. so when was the last time you played it though <laughs> uh it's been over a month it's yeah, been a, it's you... been a long time i'm done it's been with, since elden I'm, ring elden ring yeah. came out yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. been since Elden Ring. I didn't quit because of Elden Ring. I want to make that very clear. Right. New World got to a point that was like really frustrating for me. I wasn't having fun anymore. It just like kind of sucked, you know. Like I was, I was, I was like bummed, like signing on to play it, you know. And so, so glad I had I, play that game. I had to step away. the The core gameplay was a ton of fun. In a year, that game's gonna be dope. But right now, I need <laughs> I needed to just like be done with it. So that needs like an FF fourteen uh, sort of yeah. You know, it, it's yeah, gonna take a, a lot of a lot of yeah. heavy lifting to get that game in a even an ESO approach. Place. I think like that's there's a lot of MMOs are one of those things where I don't think I've seen an MMO uh, come out like day one and I mean any, never yeah. be changed dramatically like. 
every it, and that's true with any live is. service game like it's yeah. not just the mmos like the division oh, destiny, stuff like that destiny, destiny like thing. all, all mm-hmm. this shit anyway short story long we have a new show focusing on indies so this show is going to be talking about your normal like mainstream game news we're going to continue covering the news cycles in games media talking about the games that we're playing bullshit around about what's going on in the game games industry as a whole but that also means segments like our indie news update has been taken out um and we won't be going as in-depth on like smaller stories around indie games because that's all going to be covered on indies nuts so if you want to hear that content head over there I am also taking over the role of the primary host for this show. Um, So my face will be here pretty much every week with a combination of Andy, Corey, Steve, and whoever else wants to join. Oh, man, we can get it all the time with... And Matt. And Matt, yeah. Yeah. So now that we're on the same page, we can record practically almost on time every week. Almost. So don't fuck it it up, Taylor. Don't fuck it up. So (laughs) that being said, welcome to the new and slightly worse crossplay podcast. If you like this show, even with all the downgrades, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash NDS podcast, throw us a dollar, support us there. You can join the discord. The Discord's awesome. We've got a lot of really incredible people, some great conversations. So make sure you don't miss out and special shout out to our Patreon producers, Colton, the apprentice Nestler and FNH Paul. We literally could not do this without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now let's get into the tried and true, the never leaving adventures in gaming. And I'm not going to do the thing because that's Steve's thing. Don't. Don't do it. And I'm bad at it. I, I don't want you to re- do it. Should we just I, name, I, rename I, it? Should we just rename no, it? No, we can't change the name. We have a t-shirt. We have a shirt. We can't change it. Oh, we can't change it. It's on a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on renaming show titles and segments. You know, <laughs> like, who do you think you are? Indies nuts? No. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Andy, I want to <laughs> uh, start No, it's with Corey you. for Texas. That's what it is. Mm. Andy, I want to start with you because conspicuously, you have zero games listed here in our adventures <laughs> in gaming sheet so i would like to oh know what you've been playing so i think with these indie s- nuts yes <laughs> i really think ever since i got back from pax and i realized how fun it's been to just dive into a demo of a game and do a whole like recording of it and like yeah. throw it on youtube and get some feedback and get some excitement about it um i've been trying to do more of that lately and like sort of ignoring like my ps5 and my series x and just like i got a new pc the other day well it was here when i was was at paxi so it's Mm -hmm. all nestled and set up it's lovely i love it so much and um yeah i am going to start (laughs) horizon forbidden west at some point this week that's on the agenda it's on the agenda but there's a game that i want to talk about I discovered at Paxi that's in early access right now on Steam, and it's called Uragun. Uragun is a game that was made by a small team in Poland, future guest of the show, by the way. And you play as a mech, like a little Ed 209 Robocop looking, you know, bipedal mech with little twin gun things yeah. on his, uh, for arms. Yeah, and armored he core wakes, mechs. Right. And it wakes up 
in the distant future mm-hmm. and its pilot is missing. Oh. And it's like, where's my pilot? I lost, like, you know, my heart and soul. So the AI in the walking mech is trying, is hunting for its lost um, pilot, which mm-hmm. I was like, aren't they dead by now it's been it's been like there's like vegetation in the world and like sure. there's no way that 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 dude or dudette's still alive but in any case uh it's a twin stick shooter it's a lot of fun there's a fuck ton of guns mm-hmm. and i cannot recommend it enough it's got some slick twitchy gameplay and for a small team it's gorgeous you said it was you're a gun andy you're a gun you are a G-U-N. You're a gun. Very cool. So you've yeah, been, I love you've it. been like digging into that. Dug into that. Played a bit of a... When, when does that come out? Do you know? Well, it's an early access right now. Okay. So you can actually go and um, buy it and play it as we speak. Yeah. But they don't have like an, an announced date for like full no. release or anything? Okay. No, not yet. Not yet. And then I played a demo... <laughs> of a game called Rusted Moss, which I played at PAX East. Mm. Lots, of, lots at... of coverage up on, on the YouTube right now, by the way. Yeah. Sucked ass at that game because I don't do I don't do mouse and keyboard for platformers. Yeah. I don't know how one designs one around that control scheme. Cause, that, cause it's like, yeah, that feels like a mistake. Because it's like it, it has full like 360 aiming with the mouse. And it's like le- left click shoot, right click is grapple hook. Yeah, and you know, get your wazd for like your you know directional movement and spacebar for jump or 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 up for jump. So I was like, I my brain is not really getting this at all. So I took it home, I did the whole like controller key binding shit, mm-hmm. and it was, I got so good at it. I beat every boss in the demo, no damage. It was, it was like a redemption arc, arc for me. And that's on our YouTube, me just being totally bad at the game. So did some of that for a few hours until I got good, <laughs> as one as one does. And that's a cute game. It's a Metroidvania, again, side-scrolling shooter. <laughs> um, single dev. She's based in New York. She's super cute. She was dressed as the main character from her game at PAX East. That's cool. Like yeah, that. that interview and the gameplay is on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash dual screens TV, which 1K subscribers also. Yeah. Shout out for that. Big achievement. Big achievement. We hit a thousand subscribers yesterday. We did it. So, we did it. Uh, it only amazing. took a while, yeah. but we did it. It only took a while, but it happened. So, yeah, those two that, guys. That being, so, that being said. Yeah. We're done. We don't need any more subscribers. No, no one go subscribe to the YouTube. No, I, no, <laughs> I need that revenue. I need them more than ever. <laughs> no, go go check out check out the YouTube youtubecom screens TV. So, anything yeah, else, Andy? It. That's all. That's really it. I have two games like on deck for like when this sure. recording ends. So, uh, other than that, there's that and then Horizon. So, hopefully. Maybe one day my... we'll all play Horizon because I also have Horizon yeah, just sitting I, there. I, down. Yeah, my that's... goodness. You <laughs> Maybe guys one are... day. Maybe one day. We'll the, play Horizon. the problem is, Corey, is I know it came out when Elden Ring came out. I was the, poor. These guys I was not over able to at, buy both. These guys over so at Gorilla Games. I bought only one. 
just keep getting cucked by like generation devi- defining video games. It's wild. Uh, I know they. I don't know how they do it. They're like, yeah. hey, let's uh, what what's that game everyone likes? Elden Ring. Okay, when's that come out? Oh yeah. Okay, let's do it right then. Let's. Do you let's... remember Elden Ring delayed to yeah. that week though? It wasn't. Like... I know. But I, I mean, either way, in, Elden they were in the Elden... clear for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we got this. We got a full month before Elden Ring. Yeah. After Elden Ring's out, we're good, guys. And then mm-hmm. they were like, "Womp, sorry." All right, I have a lot of games on my list. A because I haven't uh, talked alarming talked in a while, but B because I've been on this like frenzy of playing like indie roguelikes and there's a I, bunch in I here see that. Yeah. that i have been like going crazy over and that i absolutely love so i'm gonna go rapid fire and then we'll wrap up with cory and adventures in gaming Works um, for me first yeah. and foremost still playing mlb the show i mm. said in the discord like nice. my my three and a half to four month obsession of mlb the show has begun um kind of frustrated with the game this year i'm not gonna lie there is significantly less content than what they've had in years past they they basically have combined like a number of different like progression systems not progression systems but like uh pieces of content that you can like grind and work on like they had like an xp bar that just like lasted all year long and it had rewards along the way as you gain xp playing the game then they also had their like um seasonal stuff that was like once a month you got new content and then they had their like bigger um like quarterly updates like every two three months it was like a big dump of content and they've kind of consolidated all of that uh over the last couple of years into like one or two like smaller things and it's just these like four week cycles and then once it's gone it's gone and it kind of sucks it's it's like Basically, they had, like, XP progress, a battle pass, and then, like, a seasonal thing that you could grind, and they combined it all into, like, a battle pass-style thing. Uh, it's really frustrating, and I'm, I'm kind of annoyed with it. Do you think that's a bit of an effect of the whole we're going multi-platform? Like, 100%. I know the, la- the last one was, like, on, it was done, and then it was like, oh, by the way, you got to release on everything. Yeah, a hundred percent. And they're like, okay. Yeah, they they had really short notice. And this year they actually released on the Switch too. Right. And so adding another platform in there, I feel like has made it so that they can't add a ton of new content. Mm -hmm. Um Mm -hmm. and so yeah, that's that's been kind of annoying. I'm hoping that in like two, three years, once they've had a couple of years to like develop multi platform, that it will go a little bit easier. But this year I'm kind of annoyed with it okay rapid fire uh i have been playing a ton of indie roguelike games that are fucking awesome first and foremost you guys know i love slay the spire Slay the spire is one of my favorite you're back on this shit again here's the thing (laughs) there is a mod for slay the spire called downfall uh it just got its own steam page and it is dope you play you play as the bosses so you play as like the end of act bosses that you fight and it's like a shit ton of new cards and like you work your way down the spire instead of going up it and you fight the characters and stuff and then at the end you fight the big whale that like gives you the gift at the beginning of the game there is so much new content it feels like a brand new game 
it's incredible. They, Plus, there's a new character that they added that has a fucking gun. If you want to just play normally, but with like Taylor, some some new stuff. Like so the exact kind of guest I want to get on the show. I I have been playing so much Downfall. There are, I think, seven bosses plus one new character. So it uh -huh. adds like eight new characters for you to play, which is a ton. Like so many new mechanics. Um, there's one boss character that I really, really like where um, it has cards that you can add into a function of three cards. And then once you get all three, it like combines them together and creates a new card that you can play. And it has the effects of all of the cards. It's super strong. This is so dope. I'm looking and at it's it right free. now. It's fucking free. Yeah. Well, it would have to be. It's, you know, like, <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. So if you like deck builders, especially if you like Slay the Spire, go download Downfall. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, thing number two, I've been playing King Arthur Knight's Tale. This came out last week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, it's kind of like XCOM style, um, you know, strategy roguelike game um, where you control Sir Mordred, who is like the mortal enemy of King Arthur. Um, and it's like kind of a twist on the Arthurian legend. So, uh, in this story, King, uh, Mordred and Arthur kill each other in battle and they both come back to life and Arthur turns evil. Uh, Ooh. and so you have to like come back and like Ooh. convince the Knights of the round table who you were just fighting against to like, like join you to like take down Arthur and you have, they have Man. this like really cool morality system um, where you can choose to be like um, good or like a tyrant ruler. And then you can also embrace Christianity or um, like the old religion, like the pagan religion. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on those choices, you'll gain or lose loyalty from different knights of the round table, um, which will give them like different effects basically like it, it'll make them stronger or weaker in battle speak um, in my language though speak in my language it's that really cool sounds, it all sounds really cool it definitely like has a little bit of jank but it's super fun and on top of that you have like this not exactly city management but you like upgrade camelot and that allows you it, it's a lot like xcom 2 where you like upgrade mm -hmm. your like mothership thing and that allows you to like upgrade your soldiers and, and stuff like that. Um, it's really good. Highly recommend it. Definitely go check it out. These are the guys that did the uh, Warhammer 40k martyr game. Oh, okay. Okay. So right. they, they've got some pedigree there. Uh, mm. it's, it's, it's a good game. Okay. Uh, Dorf, Dorf Romantic. This game is cute as fuck. No and it's so much fun. Uh, you start with a hexagon tile. Uh, and then okay. you have a stack of other hexagons that you can add. Um, and they, on each side, it has like a plot of land. And basically you're just like building this like tapestry world. So it'll be like uh, grass, house, house, tree, grass or something or whatever. And you have to like put them together. And if you match them up, you get bonus points. And as you're like, chaining trees together or chaining houses together you get more 
tiles that you can like use to create this like tapestry land has like towns and railroads and rivers and forests like it's it's a ton of fun it's very addicting um each playthrough is like an hour um so if you just want to like sit down with something really casually and um you know make cute little like towns with like animal sounds and soft piano in the background um dorf romantic is awesome highly highly recommend and it's like 10 bucks 15 bucks something like that okay uh rogue legacy 2 came out recently i've been playing a ton of that how is that it's fucking awome if you like the first rogue legacy you're gonna love this one it's so good like uh it's even deeper than than the first one was um more upgrades more classes that you can play as even more um like quirks and stuff for your characters um it's it's awesome highly highly recommend rogue legacy 2 awesome uh, and then the game that I've been playing the most of recently that I just absolutely adore and I cannot wait for it to go full release is Peglin. Andy, what is this? have you guys played this? Do you know what this is? It's in early I, access right now. I'm I'm doing a Google right now, Taylor. Okay. Why does Peg- that ring a bell so bad? Like it. Get this. Ready? Peglin. If I see it. Ready? Slay oh, the boy. Spire oh, boy. meets Peggle. Yeah. What? Oh my Slay god. Slay the spire One meets second. Peggle. One okay. Oh my god. It's it's, it's really cute. Fucking Wait. awesome. You have different orbs that have like different effects and stuff. Um you can like there are certain or or pegs on the board that like will crit and they're like bombs and you like travel down this path and you fight bosses. It's in early access. There's not a ton of content to it right now. I've beaten it like 15 times. Um, but as they add more, um, I, I this game is going to be really, really cool. Like There's if you like, demo. if you like rogue likes, if you like Peglin, it. check out Peglin. It's fucking awesome. It's so so cool. Well, I I and love like, Pachinko games. Peggle was like my yeah. jam. I've been like so addicted to it. Oh, this is a Canadian-based developer too. Oh, yeah, well, hundred percent. Let's get them on the show. Track I'll those guys Can- down. I'll, I'll talk Canadian to them. I got this. I I feel like I need to address Matt in the chat as well. He asks how the fuck I play so much shit. Matt, my job has a lot of downtime where I'm sending a bunch of emails and then I'm sitting there for an hour waiting for a bunch of responses to emails, and I sit at my computer where I also play games. So these like small indie roguelike games are perfect for like filling that downtime within a week's time this will be a, a roguelike podcast <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah indies roguelikes <laughs> yeah all right Corey. i feel like i've been just spewing and spewing for so long oh so Corey, that's, that's fine just spew faster yeah <laughs> yeah so for me i don't i'm not gonna go into too much detail about like the other two games that like have probably been talked to before i mean i play chell right now just because i find that's my game that whenever i have the downtime when i get back the first couple days back i just can't mentally play anything that takes any mental strength so i just play chell um for those who can't speak canadian yeah yeah for those who can't speak the the canadian lingo for that that's nhl um chell yeah you change chell yeah got it I was like, what so, the fuck game is this? <laughs> I had no idea what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, what? so 
like yeah, the, you played Shell. Like the, like the character from Portal? Shell? Shell? No, I no. was like, Shell. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just the, yeah. So either way, uh, I play a bit of that, play a little bit of Yakuza 5, which, I mean, for me, I like going back to Yakuza games. They're almost so much fun to explore. Um, I am finding that 5 is actually quite interesting. The idea that now I'm driving a taxi and drag racing people in a taxi seems like an interesting idea. Um, I hope it changes a little bit. I find the map's not as big as the other ones, but once again, I'm only like chapter three. So, but the game I played the most of since I've been back, uh, Andy uh, linked me into a game called Tiny Kim, um, which is uh, from one of the uh, one of the developers we're gonna have on the show, um, and it's a I don't know. I've never played Pikmin, so I can't describe too much on how this game is, but uh, this entire game's about you being shrunk down. You got randomly warped into this weird world, which is just a house, oh, and you're shrunk. I saw this. Yes. Yeah. Really, so, really <laughs> and the, the art style's really good. I really love the way they've done the art style in this, and I like the idea, because I, I have seen people play Pikmin, and Pikmin to me, like when I look at Pikmin, I see it as more of a puzzler, like straight up puzzle game. And you as yeah. the main character isn't really doing much. It's more like a RTS than anything. That's the way I see it anyway. Whereas with uh, Tinykin, I mean, I've played it through to the point of I've 100% of the demo. I've done everything you can do in the demo. I've collected all the collectibles, done everything. I also did like just to see how quickly I could just beat the demo itself. Um, all those videos will go up on our YouTube um but uh with that uh it's actually a lot more of a platformer than it is when it comes to a lot of what you're doing so mm. the idea that it has this weird um you're using the tinykins to solve the puzzles but a lot of what you're doing is platform based and it's interesting because they've also given it where um a lot of the characters in the game you can talk to which they're all bugs majority of them so far that i found um but it's kind of neat because like they have their own little world so like you walk up to them at one point and they're like oh our picture box is broken and they're talking about a tv with a vhs tippet because someone stuck a a, a, a a ring pop into it and it broke the tv so you have to like find a way to so get enough bubbles so you can glide far enough to get a screwdriver to open up the side of the tv so you can jump in there and fix the tv and so there's all these cool little things that um the way the worlds are built and like i say if you really want to explore it and like unlock everything it can take some time like me rushing through the level just to beat it um like i could did i did the entire demo in about 17 minutes and that's with letting the text like them read out the text which they have their own language so I just read it out, push X at the end and stuff like that. Um, and then with that as well, um, when I beat it completely, it took me actually about an hour and 15 minutes to do the entire thing. And so that's where there's so much extra stuff to find and to do. And like I say, everything, there's, there's so many little neat, cool things they're adding. And I'm, I can't wait to see what the other worlds are like, because like, I've only been able to basically explore with two tinykins, which is like one that can carry things and one that explodes hmm. and that's it. So uh, I haven't, there, there is no technical enemies that I've encountered in the first level. It's all about puzzle solving, hmm. which I kind of like the idea of that where it's more or less just trying to figure out what you can. Yeah. Um, so there's lots to do, which is really a lot of fun. And uh, 
I'm glad Andy showed it to me, and I'm gonna probably play yeah, a man. lot more once once it once we get the full release. I'll be definitely diving hard it's, into that. It's essentially Pikmin and Banjo Kazooie like smashed together. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the it's, vibe I get from the, it when the I play art it. style oh. in this is gorgeous. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me of like a like Gravity Falls or mm-hmm. um, like the Mitchells versus the wow. Machines. Like, I've not heard of that name in a long I time. I love Gravity Falls. It's like one of my Fuck favorite cartoons you ever. It's so good. Gravity Falls. I actually just recently oh started God. rewatching it on uh, on Disney Holy Plus. So shit. Yeah, but the the art style is a lot like that. The um, what's the the creator's name? Um, well, Alex Hirsch. He he also did. Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. It's a lot of that, like, yeah. Well, and the cool art, art style. style with this too is, um, it, it's kind of like a a two D. Uh, what do they call it? Two D three D. Yeah, it's a two D three D because all yeah. the characters are done in two D sprites. Mm-hmm. But the way when you walk around them, it actually moves the camera around them, and yeah. it's really cool how a lot of the time when you try to do things like that, um, either a you run into the Paper Mario problem where they look like they're flat and mm-hmm. you can't look around them whereas this the way the camera works really well like i'm actually quite surprised that like i know it's more it's more of a pain in the butt for everyone but uh i have an ultra wide monitor um so when i was playing this the game automatically went ultra wide i did not have the option to change it they haven't put that into the demo but the idea that this game was instantly ultra wide it was able to do that there was no like flaws i didn't have any glitches i didn't have any like issues with like cutting or anything like that like this game runs so good and they recommend you play on a controller which i am so happy for because like this game does need to be played on a controller the way it plays yeah you and me both all right. And it's so good. And it's coming to console and PC mm-hmm. Andy, when it does come out. Taylor. Speaking of consoles and PCs. Oh, boy. What the fuck's going on with Square Enix? Oh, my God. <laughs> this was like the most random ass piece I ever woke up to like in a long yeah. time. So after what I feel like has been months of someone's buying Square Enix, either like a Sony or maybe a Microsoft or Tencent or, you know, me or some shit yeah um along comes embracer and just embraces small little chunks the western chunks of square enix so i think all in all they gobbled up idas montreal Mm. crystal dynamics and there's a third one i think the dudes that do i think deus ex if that's also idas i'm not sure but like there's three core teams yeah, they, that they got. DSX, yeah. And all in all, for the tune of 300 ish million dollars, super cheap. Yeah. And they got like Tomb Raider, you know, Legacy of Cain, Deus Ex, Gex. Like, I cannot believe that all of the IP was included in that. Right. That and like was insane. A plus employees as well. I, I feel like the Tomb Raider IP alone, like, right. that has to be worth. Well, a pretty big portion right. of that, right? See, that's like the thing. Like the the initial chatter was, how can these IP, which we think have a lot of value mm-hmm. to them, be sold off for what is pennies compared to most deals, like seventy billion for Activision or you know, four billion for Bungie? It's like, you know, 
Sony paid a little bit less than that just for Insomniac. That was yeah. a $220 million deal. And this is like a little bit more than that. And you get all these IP plus studios plus employees. Yeah. So it was a bit of a head scratcher at first. But then like when you look back and you see just how much money Idos bled out of square when avengers came. oh man mm. that that was such a lot like when you look even the last three right. games that idos has made the only profitable one i think they've made is the tomb raider because right. uh marvel lost the money the new the latest D- deus ex lost the money mm-hmm. um which like is they... such a shame by the way like yeah deus yeah ex, uh mankind it divided did... was so good the it game deserved was a lot better yeah i think i think the biggest issue and this is where um i know uh when i looked at originally wanting to be a well i still want to be um a overseas um game rep the biggest thing that runs into an issue with uh companies that either are based in japan and own a a western company or vice versa the biggest the cost they have is their issue is the transfer of doing everything so when they develop a game they have to have all those people that go back and forth and fly from japan to here to make sure Mm. everything's going okay and a lot of the problem is is that they can't change rates and stuff yeah and then if they can't if they can't check that that's where stuff goes they just have to trust it right and i think that's where I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, it's kind of nice to see maybe another team taking the reins because, I mean, let's remember Tomb Raider went from like where it was and then it got changed into a new development. And then that's when we saw good Tomb Raider games come back out. Right. So maybe this is what a lot of those things need. Maybe this is how we get our legacy of Kane's games back. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm hoping that this kind of sale here helps uh, another team take the reins and really give it a new spin right i know with tomb raider i i <laughs> another new spin would be like what the fourth time we've seen laura croft change and yeah her time but at the exact same time right now you look at what square is doing and a lot of other companies are doing and even with just revitalizing older series and just giving it a spin or a new identity it seems to be really profitable for a lot of companies and i think to give something like that to a new company and to give them the reins of it again, I think that's what you have to do. And to give them the employees, I think that helps even more because now they get, okay, we did this. Let us help you make a new version of it, but let's change it a little bit, right? You have that new blood, right? Yeah. Yeah. And also let's not forget that when Square initially bought these studios, it was like, I think for like a hundred million dollars, they didn't pay a lot. That's fair. Oh no, for, they didn't pay. They paid for nothing. For, back they, in, so they, they paid nothing for Idos. You know, like for for all the losses they may have incurred, at least they sold that back for like they upsold it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 in in some respect. I I think one of the things that this reveals the most is like Square doesn't value these like Western IPs a ton, which. Mm-hmm you know whether they're right or wrong on that that's fine but i i I, I think i don't think they ever did i i think this like makes the io interactive situation make so much more sense right like letting them just like walk away with the hitman ip yeah like (laughs) i i think it just like it's like okay yeah it makes sense now square just like didn't value it you know which is fine 
you know, if, if they're not, if they don't feel like that's where their value is, like in reality, looking at this compared to like, let's even just say the final fantasy, uh, IP, like mm -hmm. they probably make this much on final fantasy 14 subscriptions in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's kinda... they make this, this much in like a couple months. Like what is yeah, right. up to like 14 That's and why... a half million players. Right. Oh, so... geez. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This, this dollar figure just seemed like, listen, we want to like cut our losses. Like yeah. we, we're not doing a bidding war here. Cause we know on our books, what the value of these teams and what the sure. games are. So like embracer, like take them. It sounds like a good deal for you. And for us, there's, it's a great price. Yeah. They're your they're your problem now. We can focus on our stuff. And I, I think the two biggest things out of this are will Embracer do things with these forgotten IPs, the mm -hmm. Canes, the Gexes, the Deus Ex. Like I want those to be revived in some way. Yeah. And does this reflect on this whole the other big rumor of Square cleaning house to prime itself for? its own acquisition by a larger yeah. publishing arm like a, like a Sony or a Microsoft yeah. or a Tencent. So yeah, a lot of speculation. Um, I just want to see my legacy of Kane, you fucking cowards. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all I want. Speaking yeah, I, of, uh, oh, go ahead. I was, gonna say, I was just going to, yeah, final thought on that. Like, I, I just think that the nice thing I like about this is this is the first accusation we've also like seen in a while too, where it's not a Sony or um, Microsoft. Like well, it's, massive... not even, it's not even. It's not even that it's Sony or Microsoft. It's that this one's kind of going that route of, here's a company. Do what you want with it. It's not the last couple of Like the last couple we've seen is it's like we're buying you. Stop what you're doing. Let's make something new. Um, like they're just taking teams to like take them in and more or less just okay. Well, that team's in part of our system now, right? Like it's they're still leaving them be individual, which is nice. I like the idea that they're allowing that, which is good. I mean, I hope they don't just be like, okay, let's just chop the legs off everyone and like whatever they were doing. Uh, I hope that, and I, I have a feeling that with selling it this low, that probably was in talks where it seems like it was like, okay, here, you take them. They're still doing exactly what they were already doing, but you get a little bit more direction with them. And I, I, I want to see more game companies if they're going to be bought up, especially by the bigger names like Sony, Microsoft, and all that. I want to see them still have their freedom with inside the company. Chop your legs off, Corey. Taylor, go. <laughs> Speaking of cleaning house. Yes. Gotham Knight. Oh. Is doing what I think a lot of games should do. Yes, should they're have just, been doing for the last year and a half. They're they're trimming the fat. They're cutting off the last gen versions, PS4, Xbox One X, and S. These have officially been canceled. I personally think that this is a great decision. I feel like a lot of games that have come out over the last year should have done this. Mm -hmm. Corey. Yeah. Corey, go ahead. What? All right. I wasn't even, you guys like Andy. made it look like I was already ready. <laughs> I, I could 100%. I agree 100%. I agree. That, yeah. Um, no, this this should have been done a long time ago by a lot of companies, especially when um, we see it every year. And I think that's why with this generational swap from PS4 to PS5, we never really saw um, right off the bat a big, huge disruption. Whereas like when we went from PS2 to PS3, 
the amount of companies that went this is only on ps3 and when we saw mm -hmm. all those games only on ps3 the huge amount of difference we saw from a game that was made for both compared to a game that went straight to ps3 was huge yeah. it was insane the difference and the idea that i get it that these consoles are hard to get and i understand and i feel bad for those people that can't get their hands on a ps5 or an xbox series x but at the exact same time these developers are being held back for so long and when we have games like cyberpunk that came out which you could tell a hundred percent could tell that this was made for next-gen consoles and them trying to make it run on that ps4 is what hurt that that game a lot and there are games that have come out past that point that have been for both and you're like this looks good but what makes it worth it on a ps5 there's there hasn't really been much whereas when i watched that demo today of gotham i'm like that looks amazing the like you're not having chunk and frame rate issues mm -hmm. like the rate like the the shadows are amazing the way that the hit detection's there like there's there's so many things going on that if we would have saw that play on a ps4 i don't think we would have seen the same video and i'm glad that they're stepping up it does suck i i did hear a lot the the, the positive side is that from their perspective from what it sounds like they weren't letting people pre-order it until they announced that the ps5 i will admit that sony should probably change the title of the video for the pre-order that says pre-order gotham knights now ps4 and ps5 and they should probably just change it to ps5 if they've announced that but yeah. On top of that, it's just, I think this is a good move forward. And I think it's, it's nice to, it's good that they also did it with a game. That's not a big, huge title. Like it's not like a, it's not a title that's going to be like, oh, here's the next elder scrolls. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, guess what? Only next gen have fun. <laughs> and everyone's I, like, I think they, wait a second. I think they have to do that with, with these big titles. So like we, we don't know for sure, but like, if they release Starfield on previous gen consoles, I think that's a huge mistake. Well, have you seen like, what the, the have you seen the pictures that have leaked of that? And that scares me. The idea that Starfield is like six months away and I want that game to do so well, but the leaked images that we're getting that are quote unquote running on we don't know what they're running on, but yeah. you can tell those screenshots are taken running on previous gen consoles, and it's like that yeah. looks nothing to like what we've seen so far. And I really want companies to start to realize like the power difference between a PS4 and a PS5 is so big. And that if you're going to currently get the current next gen experience, you really need to move to next gen. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. I think um, a lot of like previous gen upgrades uh, have been primarily around visual, right? You know, upgrading um yeah. to 720p and then to 1080 you know 4k now um but like we've seen visual jumps and they've been less and less impactful these last couple of generations whereas like you know the visual between ps4 and ps5 is like it's nice but it's not like a reason to go out and buy the console the main reason that we are in a new console generation now is the technology allows them to do like cool shit with the gameplay right it allows you to have more systems working at the same time because of the ssd it allows people um to like streamline their asset creation because of you know some of the technologies um in unreal engine around um like the ai uh, uh like 4k scaling and stuff like that like 
the the technology and like the things that they can do on a gameplay level is what's differentiating this generation from last and so if that means that we have to like chop off the last generation at the knees and it's going to suffer because of it and the systems aren't all there like you might as well just cancel it it's not worth it it's not worth having the like negative impact of you know releasing the game and it being shit you know Mm. like i i don't care if they can get it to look about the same or have the a good frame rate or whatever if they can't have it meet the systems that they want it to play as then there's no point in releasing it on those old systems right i have uh just uh just two okay two 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 small thoughts about this i think um it's nice knowing that as a fortunate enough to have a next generation console that i know when i get a cross-gen game i am playing the quote-unquote best version of that game be it yeah the frame rate the resolution the haptic feedback all that stuff it's nice knowing that the game this game is going to be its best version now when it gets released mm-hmm. right off the it, bat because it will only be on this current generation hardware and i think what's happening is my second point i think had microsoft and sony got sales metrics for how their first party stuff does on new shit compared to old shit folks are waiting to get their ps5 or their series x to buy the again better version of the horizons the the halos so it's nice knowing that we can leave the old behind in good faith because the audience is waiting for the new hardware to play the newer games on so i don't think you're losing much if you cut off that audience they're there they're they're they're, they're gonna jump over at some point yeah and when they do they'll buy your games so i mean obviously like you're cutting out a, a right. huge install base but yeah I, like a, 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 theoretically of, yes adoption yeah. of the new consoles has been incredibly high like mm-hmm. they sell out immediately as soon the as demand is also still yeah, very high yeah. demand is super high like mm-hmm. i i don't feel like you're losing out on no much like it's only no. me like the person that wants to play god of a ragnarok yeah. if it was just ps5 and it looked like fucking god what God would look like in a game that they wouldn't just mm-hmm. wait a year or two for a PS. They would, they would wait. Yeah. They yeah. would wait. All right. Well, and that's the big, that's the big thing too. I think it's like, that's, we hit the nail on the head is that the idea is, is that if I could play a mediocre game on a PS4 slash and have a PS5 version, or I could play this crazy good version on just a PS5. I mean, mm. that's where, I mean, how are you supposed to drive new console sales if, the only good thing to do with it is to here have ray tracing yeah i mean right? and also one last point look how like the demon souls remake it looked so good it guided the art direction for elden ring because they're like look how good yeah. this looks we have to try yeah. to match this at some level so that's what we're holding back i feel with this whole like cross-gen bullshit okay yeah. we're, we're running topic, a please. little long in we the are. tooth we Corey, are we are we, are. <laughs> we yeah. have two pieces of news coming out of ea this week Oh, God. 
just gonna this is like I, I could like unplug right now because I don't give a <laughs> shit. But go on. <laughs> Andy just absolutely does not I was gonna care. Go like if I, had a, if I if I was a smoker, I would just be like, yeah. just tell tell me the good news point. first. Give me give me the good give me the good stuff. Good news. Uh, I mean, we did find out that so so good and bad news. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, the good news is is that FIFA. Okay, so I don't like either way. Both these articles we could take as good and bad news. Depending I, on how you I feel was about taking EA. the Lord of the Rings games as good news and the FIFA so news as bad news. Here's the reason why it's good and bad news. So EA has announced that they're repartnering back up with Middle Earth again and remaking another Lord of the Rings game. Um, that's great. Uh, EA did really well with the first uh games that came out originally uh the only bad news is with that the only game that they've confirmed so far with that is a mobile game so uh say what you say with it i really hope that this does mean that ea will take lord of the rings and with the new uh golem like with all the new stuff coming out and with lord of the rings kind of coming getting second coming coming out here pretty quick i really do hope this does mean that uh, ea will look back at their previous versions like the old beat them up to action adventure you know uh lord of rings games and maybe try to bring those back i think that would be amazing um like lego games can do it all the time where we go back to these same stories we've done a bazillion times but they just make it nice and cool and interesting and uh we come back and we give them all of our money for it so i would really love to see ea possibly do something like that especially because the second news part of that is it looks like ea is gonna lose the fifa contract man so with that it's it's not it's not that they're gonna not be producing fifa anymore from what the sounds of it is is that fifa itself as an organization is now going to uh not be only ea uh so that does mean that we are going to see possibly other companies come after 2023 uh, we're going to see a lot of companies start coming out with FIFA games or soccer-related games. So so weird to even think about that. So <laughs> from what I understand, they still maintain access to the FIFA license. They're not exclusive anymore, yeah. but they're not going to be losing like teams associated with no. FIFA. Like that the federation is still like supporting it and stuff we're not like losing out on a bunch of players or teams or things like that i don't know i'm talking over my ass here i don't play fifa but <laughs> none, like, none of us do <laughs> yeah it, it it sounds like it's the they're going less of the like madden partnership and more towards you know something as, listen as like different. a non-sports player you know, looking outside, looking into annual sport game releases like a FIFA or a Madden, I think having other teams develop games for it mm-hmm. is a great opportunity for new shit, for innovation, to change it up and to maybe make it not stale anymore. Because I feel like those who buy these games only get them because, oh, it's, it's the current year FIFA. So I got to buy it because it's the so, current year FIFA. Yeah. So, just to give a like a little quote here of what they said in the article is licensing rights for the game earns FIFA about $150 million a year annually. The single biggest commercial earner in the expected $7 billion revenue of 2019 to 2022. Though FIFA struck a definite tone with publishers after the last couple announcements of losing income, FIFA promises a, a number of non-simulated games that are cur- 
are already under production and will launch ahead of the 2022 cup. So this is where, yeah, we're, they said they can assure that the only authentic and real game that FIFA FIFA's name will be the best one available for the gamers above. So basically what FIFA is doing is making it so that EA no longer has the exclusivity rights and that they're just going to allow it to have free, they're they're more or less going to take the ea not paying them revenue to say hey let's uh you know get more than just one company producing our game and i think that it's a smart idea because i to be honest if we get those back like the the one of the funnest games to play is like the fifa like the backyard fifa or whatever the heck they called it the ea yeah. made, that was a fun game same with the madden same with the like street hoops and stuff like that and oh it'd yeah be, i remember those it games. Would, it'd be really mm. neat to see those games come back by another developer that like love those games because oh, right yeah. now that's that's the coolest thing is we're seeing a lot of developers that are going hey like uh you guys talked about it at indie uh, at pax east where uh one of the best games was wrestle quest where companies like yeah. yeah let's take wrestling make it into an rpg and whatever and it's just because they were able to get the rights for certain characters and they just did it and that's where i think that we're moving into um kind of this tone of video games where it's like hey do you have an idea for soccer or idea for whatever cool here go with it like rocket league or as some people as some people don't remember the original name when they first came soccer out. <laughs> super acrobatic rocket powered battle cars car soccer car soccer but the idea that different versions of a of a traditional sport that we know having be able to flex on it and do different things with it i think it's a cool way to do it and same thing with lord of the rings i just really hope that you know all right that, that it works so well final news coming out of uh ea because i forgot that Apex. There's more. Oh, Apex. EA. Uh, oh, okay. Final piece. The Apex minute. Yes. Minute of Apex. Apex Legends <laughs> season 13 is out now. It releases today uh, with a brand new character, Newcastle, who seems very OP. He seems like he's just so broken and better than all of the other characters, which is um, pretty standard for when Respawn puts new characters in the game. They make them super, super strong, then nerf them into the ground, and then no one plays them ever again. Uh, so or at all, if you're like me. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, seems cool. Giant crab uh, is on the map. Um, it, it, could get, they couldn't get the rights to King Kong, so they had to have a giant crab. Giant uh, crab. Yeah, big big dead crab. You can you can run on a it. Big dead crab. Big dead crab. Our, I mean, our, War, our, War, Warzone has a King Kong and, you know, our, Godzilla. Yeah. So are our, our oversized crustaceans part of the Apex lore? Yes. I have no idea. Yeah. This was a thing. Yeah, 100%. See, this, you, this was the sales pitch, Taylor. There's a, just giant fucking crabs in the game. Giant crab? All right. I, I'll, I'll play Ma- it. Mark it on your calendar. Andy is I'll, playing. I'll, I'll play it. Apex Legends Season 13. I wasn't told that there was giant fucking crabs in the game. Yeah, giant crab. <laughs> It's a new. It's a new thing. It's a new thing. But they they have made some changes to uh, um, the Stormpoint map. Um, new POIs, new areas to get high tier loot, stuff like that. Seems cool. Uh, new seasons of Apex are always really awesome. So uh, if you like that shit, you've been liking that shit. If you don't like that shit, it's more Apex. Then, so 
might like that shape like giant crabs all righty you guys um we've been we've been going a little long here andy do you have a hype zone for me before we uh bring it yeah home? I'll, I'll make it really fast so there was a game that came out a while ago you may have heard of it metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain there was a whole thing in that game about disarming your nukes and if you disarmed all the nukes on the server be it your, your ps3 your ps4 steam xbox blah 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 it unlocked what was called like the peace ending it was like oh the nukes are gone and now there's world peace. We did it, guys. But apparently, there was a flaw in the system where that this whole thing was deemed impossible. Because apparently, if you built a nuke and your account was banned, you could not disarm that nuke. So, so it just existed peace, so in just perpetuity. Like, just like the real world, peace can never be achieved. <laughs> what that game taught us in the end ultimately. oh my god <laughs> that's a good one all right you guys fantasy all thank right, you guys. so much for joining us this week uh my name is taylor you can follow me at it's perjure on twitter uh this is andy at pants guy uh cory at the grounded gamer double d no e join our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash ds podcast follow the twitch stream of course twitch.tv slash dual screen streams youtube.com slash dual screens tv and most importantly if you like what we do you want to support us even more go throw us a dollar over on patreon patreon.com slash nds podcasts where you can join uh, our exclusive discord and get other perks as well until next time please be awesome to each other <laughs> <laughs>